Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Wild Manifestations podcast. I'm your host, Heather Ione. I am a spiritual life coach and manifestation mentor, as I call it, from St. Petersburg, Florida. And in this podcast, I talk all about manifestation and the law of attraction. I talk about overcoming different limiting beliefs and mental blocks that can prevent you from creating the life that you want. I talk about, you know, getting in touch with your highest self, doing self-discovery practices and inner work and all sorts of stuff. And then, you know, raising your vibration through lifestyle and wellness practices. And I basically created this podcast to give you the tools and the insights that you need to become a deliberate creator of your life rather than just being a victim of the circumstances that happen around you, right? I want to provide you with everything that I can so that you can really step into your power and create that dream life for yourself, overcome any of the challenges that are in the way and start to, you know, put into motion that dream life. So you can finally see that this is a possibility. The law of attraction is not just meant to work for some people, right? We all have the capability to create the life that we dream of. And in this podcast episode, specifically today, I'm diving into the topic of wellness, specifically There is no right way to do wellness. There is no right way to be healthy. There is no right way to be spiritual. There is no right way to do self-discovery. There is no right way to do manifestation. So in this podcast episode, I'm super excited because this is a little bit more spontaneous, a little bit more random and inspired by a conversation that I had last night with a really good friend of mine. And I really hope I can make it through today's podcast episode because this morning our AC gave out and you know that that is brutal when it happens in the summer in Florida. It is June 30th right now, and our AC went out this morning. I am literally in a 90-degree home office right now, melting away, but I'm going to get through it. I feel like the universe is like testing me right now. Like, do you really want to live in Florida right now, Heather? Yes, I do. I can tough it out. I can make it through, but oh my gosh, it is so hot right now, you guys, but it's fine. Everything's fine. With all of that being said, let's actually get into the content of today's episode. So last night I was talking to a really good friend of mine, and this is a friend who has always taken, you know, self-help and spirituality and wellness and all that kind of stuff really seriously, right? And this person would always wake up every single morning at 
5 a.m. and immediately go into this, I am assuming was a two hour long ritual. And actually, yeah, it was two hours long. And she would do, you know, her devotions every day. She would do journaling. She would do reading. I remember she would talk about how she would meditate. She would go for walks, all this kind of stuff. So she would wake up early every single day and go into this really long ritual that she had created for herself. And she loved it. This was her sacred time for herself. And whenever we would hop on calls with each other, you know, she would always tell me about how it went, how much she enjoyed herself, the different insights that came through, the different messages that she was receiving. And it was a really beautiful thing to watch how much this um, ritual really added to her happiness. And, you know, she just loved that routine. And she loved the insights that would come through and that alone time, that me time, as she called it. But then something happened several months ago. I obviously won't get into the details about this because this is my friend. I'm not going to share her life, but her entire life was uprooted and her entire lifestyle had to change as a result. And she no longer has that alone time like she used to. And now she's actually working full time where she wasn't working full time before. And, you know, I was catching up with her and just, you know, figuring out, like learning about what's going on with her life, what she's been up to. And I was like, hey, like, how is the like morning ritual going and stuff like that? And she was telling me that now she doesn't have that routine anymore. She doesn't have that morning ritual that she used to do for, I don't even know how many months or how many years she would do this ritual. So now she was telling me that her little self-care wellness routine of hers looks more like setting her Fitbit to this two-minute breathing exercise and then doing that and breathing along with the Fitbit, right? And she was sharing this with me and I could tell that she felt really just kind of upset with herself, right? That she wasn't sticking to this routine anymore. But at the same time, she also didn't want to go back to that routine, but she felt like she had to. And she was sort of like justifying to me like why she wasn't doing this anymore and, you know, like why her routine looks different and all that kind of stuff. And I could tell that she was, you know, really just kind of bothered that she wasn't doing this routine, that ritual that she had set for herself every single morning and that her lifestyle looks different than it used to. And I bring this up because this is not the first time I've had had this conversation with someone. Yeah, this was just one specific conversation, but I've had it over and over and over and over again throughout my life where I have friends, I have clients, I have family members, I, you know, have Instagram friends and acquaintances that I talk to where, you know, people start doing this wellness routine, this health routine, this little ritual, this spiritual practice, and then they sort of fall off of it, right? You know, it was something that they committed to for a really long time. They're like, yeah, I love this. They're seeing the benefits of it. They get super jazzed up about it. You know, maybe they have a streak going and then they fall off of it. Or, you know, maybe they skip a day or even they stop doing it altogether. I mean, we have all done this at one point in our lives, right? This is not just my friend. This is not just me. I, I mean, every single family member I've talked to, every single friend I've talked to has told me, 
many, at many different points, like that they were doing meditation or they were working out or they were taking their supplements or they were, you know, doing journaling or whatever it may be. And then they fell off of it. And what I noticed is immediately after that happens, it's always followed by this disappointment in ourselves, right? We just feel so upset with ourselves for not sticking to it. And I want to address this in today's podcast episode because the pressure that we put on ourselves to complete these different rituals, these health rituals, these wellness rituals, you know, these spiritual practices, it's ridiculous and it almost defeats the purpose, right? And what I want to do is I want to spread this new message of health and wellness and spirituality that many of us have not heard before, many of us are unfamiliar with, and that is that it is okay to not be perfect because I'm noticing that the wellness industry and all of the messages around these different wellness practices are very rigid. Have you noticed that? It's always like, do this every single day, do this three times a day, do this once a week. You know, there's always like a so-called right way to do something. And I think that it's actually gotten to the point where it's no longer serving us, right? It is making us feel guilt and shame for them for then not doing it and just being human and not being perfect and not keeping up a streak of meditating or journaling or drinking celery juice or whatever it may be, you know, doing that morning ritual. You know, we get stuck into thinking, okay, well, this feels good and it's good for us, and I have to do this every single day. And then you get upset with yourself for then not keeping up with it, right? We all do this over and over and over again. And it's it's like this cycle of getting motivated and feeling proud of ourselves for keeping up with it. And then, of course, because we're human, we naturally miss a day or we naturally fall off or we, you know, change what works for us. And then all of a sudden it's followed by this cycle of disappointment and shame and guilt in ourselves, right? And I actually remember, I don't know if you've read the book Atomic Habits, but there's a chapter in there too where the author talks about this, where he talks about we're human and no matter how long you keep a good habit up, there's always going to be a day you can't do it. There's always going to be a day where you miss it. There's always going to be, you know, periods of your life where, you know, that habit no longer serves you or whatever it may be, you know, like we can't keep up this like perfection, this perfect streak of this kind of stuff, right? So what I want to share is three important messages with you today to help you also release this expectation from yourself too. And I'm sharing these because these were the messages that I shared with my friend last night and it really helped her. And these are things that I've thought about personally with myself over and over and over again, but I never thought to make a blog post episode about this. And I never thought to make a YouTube video about this. And now that I have a podcast, it hadn't occurred to me that I should talk about it on the podcast. But because I saw how much these words sort of helped my friend release that expectation and feel good about the place that she is in her life last night, I really think that it could help you too. And I really feel called to share this. So today I'm going to be sharing three different insights with you 
I really hope that this helps you. And if at any point you find yourself feeling like disappointed and upset with yourself for not sticking to this ritual or this practice or whatever it may be, this little rule that you've created for yourself, please come back and listen to this episode because I know that this message could help so many of us if we learn to embody this in our day-to-day lives and just give ourselves some grace. So with that being said, I really feel called to share this message and I never hear this from any of the wellness content, any of the spiritual content, any of the health content in all of the blogs, podcasts, videos, books. I think it's so important and it's really shocking, honestly, that I've never heard this message before and it it also is slightly disturbing to me because it leads to this idea that you have to do things a certain way. You have to do things every single day and check these little like wellnesses and self-care boxes, you know? So the first message that I want to share today is that there is no right way. Whatever your goal is, whatever your ritual is, there's no right way to be well. There's no right way to be spiritual. There's no right way to be mindful, to be healthy. Have you noticed that everyone goes about these things in different ways, right? But I think the problem is that humans have always said to each other, this is the right way to do things, right? Especially like spirituality is such a good example of this because there was always, you know, a quote, right way to do things or a quote, right religion to follow, right? We have always done this. And there's always people who have success in like making a spiritual connection and having faith and connecting to their higher power. Or let's say like they have success in losing weight or they have success in becoming mindful or improving their wellness, whatever it may be, right? And then they start to become vocal about it and they start to tell others, this is how I do it. Therefore, this is how you should do it. And It takes this different lens, this different medium and different platform in every generation, right? So this is not something that is new to our generation. This has gone on for thousands of years. But today we have a different way that this happens, right? Today we have influencers and we have celebrities and speakers that we follow, right? And particularly influencers is where I notice this problem a lot and where like people are really getting this idea stuck in their minds like, oh, okay, I have to do this. I have to I have to follow this routine. I have to take these supplements. You know, I'm always seeing it with influencers now. They're just so passionate about something like health and wellness. And then they share their rituals. They share their practice with the world or why they do it. And of course, they're only sharing their picture perfect moments and the times when they do actually do the practice or whatever it may be. And they share these like elaborate routines, right? Like, have you ever watched one of those like morning routines, like morning rituals, nighttime routines, like YouTube videos? Oh my gosh. Have you ever watched them? They're ridiculous. There's like hours of self-care and wellness practices in one of these videos and you're watching it and you're thinking like, there's no way. 
no one has time for this, right? But we follow those people. We follow those influencers sharing these like elaborate picture perfect videos and moments and being like, ooh, like this is what I do. And of course, they're like really making it look spectacular and photogenic, you know, for the videos or the photos that we're taking. And we follow them. And instead of just being like inspired and appreciating the, you know, work that went into making the video look really pretty and really elaborate, we measure ourselves up to that. And we think, oh, in order to be healthy and quote, well, I have to do water cleanse too. I have to take that supplement. I have to do their meditation routine. I have to do morning pages. I have to drink clay. (laughs) I have to have a full moon ritual. I mean, there's there's thousands of rituals and wellness practices and the ones that are becoming trendy, it's like there's a different one every single week. You know, I have to drink golden milk, whatever it may be. And sometimes these people who share these things with us, they're actually very vocal about how they think their way is the right way. And when I was actually studying at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, one of the messages that they constantly shared throughout this one-year program was there is an element of bio-individuality. One man's food is another man's poison. And every single person, every single body needs something different. There is no right right way to be healthy. There is no right diet to be healthy, right? So that is something that I really had to learn and I really had to adopt so that I could then help clients and realize like, okay, just because something worked for me doesn't mean it's going to work for a client, right? But so many people, they don't think like that. They think, okay, this is what worked for me. Therefore, it is the right way. And all of my followers and all of my friends have to follow this practice or this belief too, this spiritual practice, this supplement routine, whatever it may be. So the message that I want you to understand today that I want to get across is that there is no right way to take care of yourself. There is no right routine. There is no right way to be spiritual or healthy or well or mindful or whatever it may be. There's no right meditation style. There's no right yoga style, supplement, journal prompt. It is entirely up to what feels good to you. You do not have to do what someone else does just because that's what feels good to them, right? And that's why when I was leading this um, workshop back in January and sharing my visualization meditation and walking this group of girls through my eight steps that I always did in this visualization practice to like really bring the visualization to life and make it more powerful and make it more amplified. You know, this is the visualization that when I did this every single day, it completely changed my life. Doing that visualization practice is why I have the life that I have now, but I taught them this because obviously they were curious about it and they paid to be there. And this was very potent and helpful content. So I went through the workshop and then, you know, I could tell they all felt like a little bit, you know, like, oh my gosh, now I have to do this or I've never thought of it like that. Like their minds were kind of being blown. And I was like, hold on a second. Listen, there is no right way 
to do this, right? There is no right way to do manifestation, to do a visualization exercise. And just because I'm sharing my formula with you today because it helped me and it might help you does not mean that you have to do this exact same style or follow these exact same steps and do it every single time that you do a manifestation practice in the first place, right? Just because I am sharing this with you, this is knowledge that I think could help you. It doesn't mean that you automatically have to be like, oh crap, now I have to do my manifestation practice this exact way too. And if I don't do it, then it means I've messed up and I've failed in some sense where it's not going to work, right? Because like nine times out of 10, I do that visualization practice that I taught them, but some days I'm just not feeling it. Some days I even need something else. And I'm like, you know what? That manifestation practice, that visualization practice is just not serving me right now. Kind of like on days when you go to the gym and some days you're like, you know what? I just don't want to do weights today. I just want to do cardio or, you know, I feel like my body just wants to do body weight exercises or resistance band exercises or today, you know, my body just needs to stretch. I just really feel like I need to stretch. I need a nice relaxing stretch or slow flow yoga class right now. That's fine. We are human beings and what feels good to us one day, what serves us one day is often going to be very different the next day, right? And that is okay. You don't have to do the two-hour morning routine if that no longer serves you, which actually brings me to my next point, which is different wellness practices, different routines, different like time frames serve us at different points in our lives. Just like how my friend used to do that morning ritual every day where she did this two-hour long morning ritual for like a year at a time. I also had my own nighttime ritual when I was in college because at one point I looked around and I realized that all I did with my free time was I online shopped, I ate junk food, and I watched Netflix, right? And even though I was someone who like claimed to be into wellness and health and spirituality, I wasn't actually doing those things. I wasn't actually like fulfilling that desire. And, you know, I said I was interested in these things, but I wasn't doing them. And at that point in my life, I also felt very lost and I wasn't very spiritually connected anymore because I didn't have that regular spiritual practice. I didn't know what I wanted to do after college. I didn't even know what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't know what I was passionate about yet. So at this point, I decided, you know what, I'm going to rework my entire nighttime routine to only do the things that serve me and that are good for me. So I created this two hour long nighttime ritual and it was incredible. It was so satisfying. I would do this for literally two hours, maybe longer every single night where I would meditate for at least 20 minutes. I would do some light stretching. I would drink homemade golden milk or homemade ginger tea. And I would always have a cup of green tea right before I went to bed. I would do stream of consciousness journaling to discover my life's purpose. Um, I would do journal prompts. I would pray. And then I would also read a new age spirituality book or a self-help book. And I did this every single night. And let me tell you, it was absolutely amazing. I loved it because in that time, I actually started to understand and see the benefits of regular meditation. And I was so 
at peace and so happy and I was so patient and I had just discovered my passion in life through stream of consciousness journaling and I saw the benefits of stream of consciousness journaling and I was even more spiritual than I was before and I was becoming more and more, you know, quote, enlightened if you believe in that and it was just amazing and you know, I look back on that time of my life and I just feel so nostalgic about it. And I I miss that nighttime ritual so much sometimes because it was just incredible and it felt so good. But now I'm not in college anymore and I live with my boyfriend and we have a puppy and that wouldn't really be cool of me to lock myself in my room or in my office for two hours every night. And you know, do this thing in absolute silence and just like, you know, step away from my boyfriend and my dog and just like go in my own world and do meditations and stuff like that. And honestly, even when I have tried to do that ritual again, you know, just to like get back into it a little bit and like once in a while, just experience it again. Even when I try it out again, I just can't do it. I can't get into that headspace and the flow that I was in back then. Now the practices that I actually do in my like daily, weekly routines are entirely different. Like I just shared in one podcast episode, it was in, um, I think it was part number two out of three in my lessons about manifestation series. I was sharing how... You know, I just felt a ton of shame and guilt for being like happy and blissful and experiencing pleasure because my parents would always get incredibly mad at me or my sister when they saw us just like enjoying ourselves and experiencing pleasure and just like really like hanging out and having a good time because it was really triggering from them because they had a hard life. So it triggered them to see like me as a 16 year old, like watching TV and taking baths and doing my nails and all that kind of stuff. It really, really upset them. And there was even this ritual I had briefly in high school, or actually shouldn't say briefly. I did this for like two years, I think, where every single Saturday I would sleep in, I would wake up in the morning, and then I would make myself eggs and I would watch paranormal investigator shows. And I don't know, I like I know I sound fucking ridiculous, but I did that every single Saturday and I loved it. And, you know, even though like my mom would always be doing something else, she would be outside, she'd be gardening, my dad would be at work, my sister would be, you know, doing her own thing. It still made my parents so furious that I would just cook eggs and watch a paranormal investigator show. It made them so mad. So for years, I was programmed to believe that I was in the wrong if I was enjoying myself too much. And it got to the point where I completely forgot what actually brought me pleasure and made me happy. And when I did remember those things eventually, and I was like, oh yeah, I I used to love sunbathing and I used to love, you know, just taking baths and stuff like that. Once I remembered that, all of a sudden I started doing the things and I felt just incredible guilt and shame as a 24-year-old, almost 25-year-old, I'm turning 25 in two weeks, I would be in my own home that I have with my boyfriend taking a bath at night and I would feel 
guilt and shame for doing that. And I felt like I was doing something wrong. So now my ritual every day, it's not going into like a two hour long stream of consciousness journaling, making, you know, homemade golden milk and ginger tea and stretching and meditating and, you know, reading the books and all of those things. That's not my routine anymore. My ritual is actually every day I go out and I sunbathe for like 20 minutes outside and I observe nature and I'm now taking regular Epsom salt baths. And throughout all of this, I'm just sitting there enjoying it. I'm not thinking about anything. I'm not, I'm not even telling myself like, oh, I have to be meditating or whatever. That's my ritual. I just sit there and I sunbathe or I like look at the butterflies or look at the trees or lay in the tub and I just sit there and just fully enjoy it. And that is my ritual. And I say all of this to say that at different points in your life, different rituals and different wellness practices will serve you. Just like how back when I was in high school, I had that ritual of like every Saturday morning, I would I would wake up and I would make eggs and I would watch this paranormal investigator show because I just spent five days in school and having to wake up super early. So it really served me to just like relax and have this little routine and just like unwind and check out and not think about school and not have to worry about the homework that I have to do for the weekend yet, right? That was my routine back in high school. And, you know, in college, it was like really finding myself and diving into the wellness practices that I now teach about. And that's where that two hour long ritual came from. Right. And, you know, at one point I had a two hour long manifestation practice that I talked about in my, you know, manifestation and law of attraction story. So at different points in your life, you're going to have these times where you're like, you know what, this ritual, this practice really serves me right now. It really feels feels good to me right now. In other points in your life, that's not going to benefit you. And you're going to find yourself like thinking, oh, I have to do that. And you're going to dread it and you won't want to do the thing. But then when you don't do it, you'll feel guilty because you're like, but I'm supposed to be doing this, you know? So I want you to release that guilt. Your wellness ritual, your practices, whatever you're doing, are, they're allowed to change. It doesn't have to be, you know, perfect. It doesn't have to be the same. It doesn't have to be exactly the same every single day for 365 days a year. It can change. For me, my ritual is sunbathing right now. For my friend, it's doing that two-minute breathing exercise on her Fitbit, and that's okay. It doesn't matter what your ritual, what your wellness practice is right now. That is okay. Don't compare it to someone else. Don't compare it to who you used to be or what you used to do. Just follow what feels good to you in that moment and allow yourself to just be and just appreciate that new practice, that new ritual that you're embodying because there is no rule book for these things, right? So that actually brings me to my thoughts. Third and final point that I wanted to share today, which is there is no cosmic checklist that has to be checked off for you to be considered fill in the blank, whatever it is your aim is, right? For you to be considered a spiritual person, a mindful person, a healthy person. There is no cosmic checklist that says, okay, you have to go to church once a week. You have to meditate twice a day for X amount of minutes and you have to drink celery juice or you have to make a smoothie. There is no cosmic checklist that has to be completed, right? 
but we start to think that there is. We create this little routine or list of things that we like to do or what we want to do to improve our health or our well-being or spiritual growth and our connection in some way, right? Like drinking mushroom coffee every morning or doing a journaling practice or you know, doing morning pages or gratitude practice or pulling oracle cards or praying or drinking celery juice or dancing or doing a yoga practice or oil pulling or dry brushing. I mean, there's thousands of these things, right? We create this little list of things that we have to do. And then we start to do these things because we believe in them and we know that they're good for us. And after a while, you know, we start to maybe benefit from them. And, you know, we we just kind of experiment with them for a minute. And all of a sudden, and it reaches this like point, this defining day where you're like, oh, well, now I have to do this. You know, I have to have my mushroom coffee. I have to do morning pages or whatever it may be. And if we don't do that gratitude practice, if we don't drink that celery juice or the protein shake or do our morning pages, then we failed, right? And I'm sure that you have established a health or wellness or spiritual ritual or practice at one point or another, and you kept it up for a while and then you stopped and you felt really bummed out and disappointed in yourself too, right? But there is no cosmic checklist or set of things that we have to do to be a spiritual person, to be a well-balanced person or a mindful person or a healthy person, right? I used to really stress out about this because, you know, I had that two hour long ritual every single night and then it got to the point where if I wasn't able to do it, I would get really upset with myself. And I remember actually having a lot of anxiety before I was going on my trip to Europe because I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be with this group of like 35 people. I'm going to be staying in hostels. I can't keep up with my practice. And I spent like weeks like trying to figure out, oh my God, how can I keep up these rituals during that month in Europe? And I tried to do it for literally the first day. And of course I gave up, you know, because it was ridiculous to waste my time in a two hour long, you know, nighttime routine and separate myself from all of these amazing people when I'm in, you know, a city I've never been in in my entire life. Like I should be enjoying that moment, right? And that took me a while to release that, you know, expectation of myself and not feel upset about it. And then I remember when I came back for a little bit, I was bummed out about not keeping up with it and kind of mad at myself that I'd taken 30 days off because I started to think that I had to do these things. And, you know, while I do believe that like you do have to commit to many of these practices in order to see the benefit, I'm not saying that you shouldn't commit to things or you shouldn't be disciplined with them or you should shouldn't, you know, try to do things regularly. That's not at all what I'm saying, because I do think that discipline and like committing to things is so important if you want to see the payoff and the benefit from them. Like you have to do that with meditation. You have to do that with manifestation. You have to do that with yoga. You just do have to show up regularly in order to get the result you want and the benefit you want. And I think that that's good for us to have that discipline. But at the same time, 
what I'm saying is that we're taking these things that are supposed to make us feel good, supposed to make us feel better and improve our lives and, you know, make us feel blissful and add joy and mindfulness to our lives and instead making it a chore and just making it another box to check off on our to-do list and just making it another thing that we have to do instead of checking in with ourselves and being like, hmm, does this really serve me right now or should I maybe be doing something else? Do I maybe need to, you know, change this for my lifestyle? Do I maybe need to tweak this a little bit? Because you'll notice that even after you've been doing a meditation for a while, you know, you're going to change your mind and you're going to be like, you know what? I just can't meditate in silence anymore. I need some music or I can't meditate to music anymore. I need I need silence or you know what? I need guided meditations right now or whatever it may be it's always going to change. It's always going to change what feels good to you at that point. So I really think it's important to focus on, okay, what do I need right now? What does my body need right now? What is my body saying yes to? What is my body saying no to? You know, rather than inflicting this shame and this guilt onto ourselves when we don't live up to that unrealistic expectation of doing something 365 days a year. You know, we are not meant to function like that. We are people. We are human beings. We are not meant to do something every single day and check off a box every single day of our lives. So I think it's so important to, you know, embody this message like it's okay. I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to do what that person says I have to do in order to be healthy or in order to be spiritual. You know, I can have phases. I can change. I can experiment. You know, I can do what feels good to me in the moment and just allow these different rituals and wellness practices to come and serve you at different points of your life. Because the point of these routines, the point of these rituals, these practices, the point of them is not perfection. It never was perfection. The point of them is progress. So you want to see that progress. You don't want to see perfection. You are aiming for the progress and the benefit that you'll see in regular meditation or, you know, in doing your devotions every single morning or, you know, in sitting in quiet and having that cup of green tea every night. You're aiming for that progress and how it benefits your life in some way. It is not to make sure you keep that streak up in your little calendar, right? You're worth is not defined by how many checks or how many tallies or how many days you've done something. The point of these practices is progress, not perfection. So that is the message that I want to share with you today, this new message where you are allowed to change. Your rituals are allowed to change. Your wellness practices are allowed to change. And I don't want you to go look at an influencer's Instagram or YouTube or even listen to my podcast and think this is how I have to do things, right? I am just another human and they are just, you know, another human being. And we're just sharing our messages and the things that have helped us and add value and add peace or some balance to our lives, right? So when you listen to my podcast or when you go to someone else's social media or podcast, 
podcast or whatever it may be, I want you to really just look for the nuggets that speak to you and, you know, listen to them and think, okay, how can I maybe apply this to my life? And, you know, is this serving me? Is this something that could benefit me right now? Rather than being like, okay, I have to follow their plan. I have to follow their meditation. I have to follow their visualization practice. You know, it's important to actually take what someone else says and think about it and then tweak it to fit your lifestyle. It's not to just automatically listen to somebody outside of yourself telling you how to live. That's not how you become a deliberate creator of your life by listening to all of these different influencers and trying to check all the boxes and keep up with everything that they say because you think that they apparently have it all together (laughs) because they don't. Let me tell you, I do not have it all together. I'm sitting here sweating my ass off in a 90 degree home office right now. So I definitely don't have it together and I know that they don't either. You just have to listen to these different people and be like, hmm, is that message serving me right now? Can it benefit me right now? And if it does, then apply it to your life, you know, but then If there comes a point where that ritual, that practice, that advice doesn't apply to you anymore, that's okay. Release it, let it go. Just surrender it and let it go because by doing that, then you're making room for the other rituals, the other advice, the other things that are actually going to serve you and add benefit and value and improve your life right now and give you some progress, right? Right now, it is helping me so much to just sit down in sunbathe. And I mean, it is incredible how much different I feel when I get out of an Epsom salt bath. That is really fulfilling me right now. And I had no idea how something so small could add so much value to my life and bring me so much joy and pleasure and peace. So that is my ritual right now. And I'm okay with it. And I know that in five months, it's probably going to look a little bit different, you know? So don't force yourself into a box or a certain rule book or a certain checklist. That is the main message that I want to get across today. There is no right way to do things. There is no right way to be spiritual, to be healthy, or to be well. I hope this podcast episode resonated with you today. I hope you can take away some nuggets, some little pieces that add some value to your life and bring you some joy. Anyways, if you have any questions for me, if you have any content ideas, anything like that, you can always reach out to me on Instagram. My Instagram is heather.ione. You can also send me an email. My email is heather at heatherione.com. And if you feel like you need any one-on-one coaching or support, I am always available and taking on one-on-one clients. Um, And I also just opened up my newest three-month-long coaching program, my new beginnings coaching program. So if you want to start diving into manifestation and wellness and, you know, adopting little practices from week to week um, that could improve your life or, you know, overcoming different mental blocks and stuff like that so that you can become a deliberate creator in your life, then please reach out to me. Send me an Instagram DM at heather.ione or shoot me an email. I would love to hop on a consultation call with you and just see if we're the right fit. All of my consultation calls, by the way, are completely free. I know I, I forgot to mention that in every single podcast episode before this. But anyways, it was nice talking to you today. I really hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. Thank you for pressing play and I will talk to you in the next episode.